Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin a two-week break from our study of Ephesians to honor the Christmas season. Let your mind imagine the picture described in Luke chapter 2, verses 1-20, through 20, the familiar portion of Scripture which takes us to the little town of Bethlehem and the quiet hills nearby. I want us to think back to centuries before that night and let the Spirit of God teach us afresh about what we celebrate under the banner of Christmas. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he unfolds today's slice of this week's message entitled, Ephratha Emanates Excellency. We at Heritage Bible Church also wish you all a merry Christ-centered Christmas. If you were to look back one chapter in Micah, back to Micah chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, and I, I realize we don't have enough time to, to go there, but you can go read that and you will find that Micah 4, 1 through 5 is a whole set of uh, predictions and prophecies about the kingdom that is going to come. There was to be a time when Messiah would take away all threat of war and attack, both globally and individually. But it wasn't going to happen until hundreds of years after the captivity that God promised, after a child would be born in the tiny village of Bethlehem, in the tiny region of Ephrathah, and then he would ascend to the Father, he would be gone and his kingdom building would be like this long, slow, relentless process that we are part of now, and then he will come again and all of those prophecies of that glorious kingdom will be fulfilled. So don't think that the lack of physical deliverance from harm in your life right now means that God doesn't care about you. He told you also that this life will bring trials and tribulations. He says that His followers will be victims of violence and persecution, even often to the point of martyrdom. But just wait until He comes back to set things right. What a glorious thing that's going to be. Oh, and by the way, He is your protector. He's not here to protect our borders. He's not here to, to give us unending physical life. But He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one is able to snatch them out of my hand. John 10, 27 through 29. He is your protector, and you entrust your soul to Him, the one who died, so that you don't have to be suffering the wrath of God. You entrust your soul to Him. He protects you perfectly forever. Oh, and yeah, there's also this little tidbit. When He comes to reign in His kingdom, 
we who are alive and belong to Him now, we get to come with Him and reign with Him. My friends, what a message. That's why I have no problem celebrating, okay, we'll use the word Christmas. It's the, it's the big deal. It's the, the birth of Christ is the fulcrum point of the, of the calendar. We have B.C., before Christ, and A.D., Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. What's the dividing line? Jesus came. Or, if you don't like God, you don't like Jesus, you don't want anything to do with Him, you have B.C.E. and C.E., before the common era and common era. And you know what their dividing point is? The birth of Jesus Christ. You can't get around it. Do you realize Jesus did not tell us to remember His birth? He ordered us to remember His death and His resurrection. We do that every time we come to the Lord's table. Every time we preach the gospel that Christ died for our sins, He was buried, and He, and he rose again uh, the third day. But you know what? He didn't have to tell us to remember His birth. It's so spectacular, you can't possibly understand His book without rejoicing in the arrival of the Savior. But if you want to truly celebrate it, it's a matter of nothing less than turning from your sin, putting your trust in Jesus' death on the cross for you so that you never have to experience the wrath of God, so that you can stand in Him complete now, and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We stand in His grace, and we can give glory to God for all that we have in Him, which is nothing less than every single spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If that's not a reason to celebrate, I don't know a reason to celebrate. This is a wonderful thing to celebrate. I have no problem with most of the facets of what has come to be known as Christmas as long as we focus on the birth of the Savior. This is a great opportunity year after year for those of us who love Him to get back to what this really is all about. In my daily email, I don't know when it was, they all blur together in my mind. A day or two or three ago, I, I, I sent you that uh, performance by a guy I've never heard of, and he did the, the evolution of Christmas music from about 200 years ago up until now, and it starts out with the birth of Christ and O come, O come, Emmanuel, and all this really biblical stuff, and then it, it starts drifting, and eventually it's Chestnuts and Mariah Carey. The world's not getting better at this, but what an opportunity. Every year, people who have no clue what they're singing will sing, Round Yon Virgin, Mother and Child. Sometimes you want to grab them by the shoulders and say, Do you have any idea what you're saying? Well, that's what we're here about, is to tell them we know what you're saying. What a, what a great opportunity to focus on the birth of the Savior. What a great opportunity to teach children about the plan of God. Just please, I beg you, don't perpetuate lies to your children at Christmas. There is no such thing as a pseudo-omniscient, pipe-smoking, jolly old elf who rewards and punishes children on a works-righteousness system. That's the antithesis of the message of Christmas. It's not a picture of Christmas. 
It's a picture of anti-Christmas. But what a golden opportunity. This is when you can take your kids aside and say, I'm going to let you in on something adult. There's no Santa. But there's something so much better. And we get to celebrate the arrival of, of a Savior. Tell them what, what Jesus is all about. That's what we do at Christmas. By the way, our friend, uh, our friend Justin Peters, if you ever hunt up his uh, podcast, it's called Didache, Greek word for teaching. Uh, he has about a six-part series on uh, Santa. And oh, it's, it's uh, quite enlightening, not like you needed to know that um, burst your bubble that you really thought he was for real. But um, the point is, we have something so much better. And every time we hear all the stuff that's associated with the cultural holiday of Christmas, we can run right to the message of the Savior. We have so much to celebrate. I say feasting is appropriate for a celebration. Singing is appropriate. Giving gifts, that's an expression of our joy and our fellowship. And if that's the, if that's the reason, that's appropriate too. Reading God's Word is appropriate. Praising Him is appropriate because we celebrate nothing less than the arrival into human history of the one who came to die so that we can be forgiven and reconciled to God and we can be sharing His life, which we know is, to, is eternal life. He's the one who reigns forever. So, Christmas, if I say Merry Christmas, I hope that means that for you, you understand that the God of glory and the creator of heaven and earth has your full trust. You're putting your faith, your full faith in Him and nothing else. Are your sins forgiven because you stand in His grace through Jesus Christ? Standing in that grace is how to honor Him with true worship as we celebrate the birth of His Son and our Savior. Oh, and by the way, He came from Ephrathah. I, you know, kind of tickled my own little fancy when I came up with Ephrathah emanates excellency. Excellency is one of the things you call a king, right? Emanates means puts forth. The little region of Ephrathah, and specifically the little town called Bethlehem, founded by the guy named Ephrathah, gave us a Savior. Glory to God in the highest. Let's pray. Father, how we thank you. This grace is just astounding. We always call it amazing. May we be, as your people, instruments of your message. May we speak boldly and lovingly and relentlessly the good news of our Savior, Jesus Christ, as we celebrate His arrival on the planet. And, O oh, Father, please don't let anyone Leave this room apart from standing in Christ. Don't let anyone click off from this live stream without giving their life to Jesus Christ if they never have before, that they can have the fullness of the joy of standing with the God of glory. And you call us your children, you call us your friends, and you use us for your glory. Glorify yourself through all that we do, all that we say. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.